Welcome to the Warbloggle.com podcast. Uh, this is Warbloggle. Uh, I'm not really sure if that's what we're going to call us. This is the first one. Maybe the Warbloggle podcast, Bloggle podcast, Bloggle, and the guy I'm going to introduce you to in a few minutes. Not sure yet. This is a, it's not a trial run. This is the first run, but we're just going to see how it goes. Um, so, so let's get to it. My first guest slash co-host on the very first Warbloggle.com podcast is the one and only Cody Burns. You may remember him. He played football for Auburn a few years back, scored a touchdown in the national championship game. Kind of an important guy. So, Cody, how's it going? It's going really good. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, thanks for being on. Yeah, I appreciate you having me. Well, I just wanted to start off, you know, you, you played at Auburn, you graduated from Auburn, everybody knows that. Uh, and then you, you went over to, uh, you went with Gus to Arkansas State for a year and, and did the GA thing and kind of, you know, you know, helped coach and all that kind of stuff. And now that Gus is back, as everybody knows, you're back here. Um, so really what, I mean, what was it like being away from Auburn, uh, for one year and now kind of being back and almost, you know, it's probably very familiar with Gus here and, and Rhett still here. I mean, back here again and, and you're just kind of on the other side of it now. Yeah, it was a little different being away from Auburn. Um, you know, living here really four or five years really became home to me because <clears throat> I probably went back home to Arkansas probably, I would assume maybe, I would say five to six times maybe in the course of four years. So Auburn really just became my second home, maybe not, maybe my first home. So um, it, it was really different uh, being away from a year, but I'm glad I'm back. Um, fortunate enough to to be able to come back with Coach Malzahn. Yeah, I made Arkansas State last year with him, and uh, obviously there we won a conference championship. And hopefully, um, <clears throat> you know, at some point we can do the same here. So I mean, just for the the casual follower of Auburn football that that doesn't really know much of of what you're doing, you basically are, you're helping with the quarterbacks, right? Correct. I'm I'm um. What you call an offensive graduate assistant. I work with the quarterbacks and my receivers. Obviously, I have history in both of those uh, positions, and, and really any of the, the skilled players on offense I, I really work with. I do a really good job of helping the coaches like Coach Horton, Coach Craig, um, Coach Fountain, all, all the guys that really hadn't been in his offense because I've been in it um, for several years, played in it, and also coaching it last year at Arkansas State. So I really helped them. Um, you know, get an insight in the offense because I, I feel like I, I know it really good. Um, so, but besides that, you know, an offensive graduate assistant, there's a lot of hours you put in, a lot of hard work that you have to do, but um, a lot of people start there. You know, Coach Lashley was actually a graduate assistant here back in 10 um, when we won the national championship, and, and he is now the offensive coordinator two, three years later at Auburn. So it can lead to really good things, and, and uh, it's a really good deal. So do you have to – since you're technically, are you technically still a student? I mean, you're a graduate student? Yes, I'm technically a graduate student. I have about 25 hours towards a uh, <clears throat> sports administration master's degree. Um, so to be a graduate assistant, yes, you have to you have to take classes. Okay, so that probably adds a lot, you know. It, I mean, it, I guess it's it's like a lot like being a student athlete, uh, with just a different kind of pressure coming from the football side this time. But, yeah, that, that's got to be tough. Oh, yeah, it's definitely tough. I mean, it gets hard at times because you're putting in a lot of hours. You don't have time for many activities. I mean, obviously, as a student athlete, you don't have much time to do much. But yeah. now on the other side of it, uh, on the business side of things, uh, you really got to 
put a lot of time in, a lot of hard work and, and effort. So, I mean, it's really not too much of a transition for me because I was a student athlete and really practically had no life in college. <laughs> but um, now it's pretty much the same except probably double to triple. You talked about going back to Arkansas. Um, when you go home, is there any sort of, sort of animosity towards you? Do people from high school not like you because you went to Auburn instead of Arkansas or or, you know, went back to Arkansas State and then left right back again to come back to Auburn again. Is there any kind of that kind of stuff? No, not at all. I mean, I think everybody really wanted wanted me to go to Arkansas, which I can't blame them. That was my home state, but I felt like I needed to, to get out and experience new things and obviously made an incredible decision that, you know, is going to affect me the rest of my life, and I, and I love the decision that I made. But there's no animosity or anything like that. I think that uh, people are happy because I represented back home well, and, and uh, I think everybody's rooting for me. That's good. That's good. I mean, I mean, Michael Dyer. I don't know if you if you've talked to him recently, but it's kind of got to be. I mean, uh, aside from the other stuff that's happened with him going to Louisville and all that, I don't know. It's kind of it's pretty much the same situation. I mean, you know, highly highly recruited guy coming out of Arkansas definitely could have gone to Arkansas and been a, a star and and came to Auburn and and won a national championship as well. So, yeah. I mean, do you have any kind of relationship with him now? I don't. I mean, I've had one. He's he's a really good friend of mine. Um, I'm so busy, I haven't talked to him much, but, um, you know, I had a really good relationship with him at Arkansas State and also Auburn as well, but, um, you know, Dyer's a good kid, he's just made some bad choices like many people do, and uh, I think Louisville's a good spot for him, um, they definitely have a chance to be a real contender, uh, they got a really good staff, really good players, they got that quarterback, and, and I think they'll be a pretty good team, so. Um, yeah, their backfield, that, I mean, assuming Dyer starts, which I would think he would, uh I mean that backfield of Bridgewater and him, you know they they don't, they have an easy schedule. They're probably going to kill everybody they play, but yeah, you know, that, that's going to be a that's going to be a, a tough backfield to stop. Yeah, um, that'll, that'll definitely be pretty good. So another parallel uh, between you know kind of like Dyer and this year is Kyle Frazier, another yeah. guy, another quarterback from Arkansas, uh, and then you know things didn't work out. He moved to another position that that he can help the team and. You obviously did the same thing, definitely helped the team move into wide receiver and, like we said, scored touchdown in the national championship game and had big catches in the Iron Bowl that year. So now Kyle Frazier, you know, we haven't seen what he's going to do yet. Uh, I assume he's going to do pretty good. He seems, I mean, he's a a good athlete. Uh, So, you know, what's that like? I mean, it's got to be, you know, that's that's kind of, I don't don't know if it's weird, but it's just a pretty big coincidence that another quarterback from – from Arkansas, and you happen to be there to to watch him kind of experience the same thing you did. I mean, what's that been like? Uh, I know it was tough on him. Um, I've been through it, and just like I told him, I mean, stuff happens in life that sometimes you feel like you can't control, and it's really about how you react to it. How, how do you how do you bounce back? You got to be resilient. You got to persevere through it all, and and uh, you know, it really just prepares you to be a man because life, like I said, isn't gonna. Ain't gonna be easy. It's not gonna go the way you expect it, and it's always gonna be a curveball. So, the toughest thing, especially with myself, and I know him. I mean, you basically played quarterback your whole life. You've had the ball in your hands every single time. You've always been the guy. Ever since elementary school, boys club, through junior high, through high school, you know, you were always the best one on the field, the best person. Always had the ball in your hands. So, it's really hard to have to take a step back in in that leadership role because ultimately that's what you are at quarterback is the leader of the team, and. uh any time that that happens that you you're asked to move to another position is is really tough, especially 
like I said, when when you are the guy. So um, I know Cal is going to do fine at, at safety. He's works hard. He's a great athlete, like you said, and uh, he's got a lot of upside. Well, I mean, I guess when when you move to to receiver, I mean, being coming from quarterback, you obviously it, it had to help because you as a quarterback you knew where the receivers were going to be. You know what they were supposed to be doing. Um, is that kind of the same thing for safety? Is is he able? Is he going to be able to see the quarterback and know what he's thinking and be able to break on the ball or you know think kind of you know be able to tell what what he's going to do with the ball? Well, Kyle, <clears throat> being a quarterback, he knows all our plays. So yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but no, Kyle, Kyle uh, he'll be fine. I think that you know being a quarterback, obviously you you got to know everything that goes on the field from the offensive line, defensive line, the secondary linebackers. So. Um, he knows exactly what's going on and he does a good job and for him it's not a matter of you know knowing knowing the deal it's just a matter of getting comfortable at playing safety mm-hmm. comfortable at backpedaling breaking on balls making tackles I mean the dude played quarterback so um, you probably hadn't tackled anybody for a while so yeah <laughs> um, that, that's probably the first thing especially in the SEC so since we're going to the opening game against Washington State is there any was there any opening game of the of your career of any of those year your four years um, that that stood out? I mean, I was looking back and let's see, you played two thousand seven to ten. Two thousand seven to ten. So you had Kansas State your freshman year, mm-hmm. uh, Louisiana Monroe in oh eight, Louisiana yep. Tech in two thousand nine, and Arkansas State two thousand ten. I mean, is there anything that kind of stands out or was it? You know, was your first one the the biggest one just because it was your first one, or? Uh, well, yeah, I would say probably the first one. I mean, I didn't play, but just actually experience experiencing Jordan Hare for the first time mm-hmm. against a really good Jordy Nelson, um, and that Kansas State bunch was was something really special. And and getting the chance to see my my guy Lee Zimba actually go out there and perform well, he was yeah. a true freshman at at offense tackle, and I was his biggest fan, so. Um, that was a magical year for me, winning the MVP of the Chick-fil-A Bowl and also just being able to contribute to, to that 07 team. So that Kansas State game uh, probably is the most memorable because that's the first time I stepped into Jordan Hurst Stadium. Well, if we – and I don't want to kind of get – I don't want to get too far ahead of myself because I hope to have you on for future weeks, every week if possible. Um, but taking away – the national championship game and the 2010 Iron Bowl, which I would assume are probably in your top two or three games that uh, that you played yeah. at Auburn. Yeah. What would, what's an, what's another one of your one one game just from anywhere? Um, Florida. What year was that? Florida. Yeah, Florida, probably beaten, Florida 2007. Yeah, beating Tebow. Yeah, that was something special to because you know growing up as a kid, you always see. On on NCAA the video game and and on TV, you always see the big. The, the letters, the swamp, going mm-hmm. to the swamp, playing at the Florida Gator Stadium. And uh, it was something pretty incredible to be able to score a few touchdowns that game. And uh, going against, you know, Tim Tebow, one of the better players to play college football, um, that was a really good experience for me. And so I think 07 Florida was, was probably up there. Tebow and Urban Meyer have never beaten Auburn. They never beat Auburn in their career. So really? It's kind of funny to think about. Um, so going back to coaching a little bit, I mean, is that obviously – that's most likely what you want to do at the next level, or is it? Are you kind of open to to what you're studying at graduate and your graduate degree? I mean, do you want to kind of move up, be an offensive coordinator like Rhett did, or, or what, yeah, do you, what do you want to do? That's definitely the plan. I mean, ultimately, I want to be an offensive coordinator and then eventually be a head coach. I think that 
if you're going to get in this business, especially being a graduate assistant at this level, that's what you strive for. Um, you don't put in all this work and all these hours just to just to do something else. You know, it, it takes a toll on you and it's tough. But at the same time, you got to understand that there's going to be a reward at the end, and you just got to be patient, and persevere through it all, and it'll all work out. So, um, like I said, ultimately, you want to be a head coach and run your own show. So going back, uh, getting all nostalgic again, just just fun stuff that that I've always wanted to ask um, somebody from that team. 2010, the locker room at halftime for the Iron Bowl. I don't know if you can tell me what was said. I don't know if it's PG-13 or what. But what what clicked inside that locker room in going into the second half of that game? Well, I think going into halftime, um, what really showed on that team was the senior leadership that we had. Um, knowing that we were down, um, whatever it was at halftime, pretty good deficit, mm-hmm. and going against a you know Alabama defense that obviously is probably one of the best and probably the best in college football history over the past few years. And mm-hmm. I mean they're really good. So uh, just going to the locker room, the senior leadership, knowing that we can put up points, knowing that we didn't play up to our abilities, um, we just had a rough half, and Alabama played played really well you know the ball was in their court everything fell their way and uh, we knew that just like I said over and over again that if you just persevere through it all everything will work out we knew that if we executed our plays just like we practiced all week that that we could turn it around and especially with coach Miles offense I mean that's what it's about so it's a hurry up no huddle offense so you feel like whether you're down by 21 or 35 that you can always come back um, as long as the time allows it because we you can score so fast in this offense and and put up points and, and run a lot of plays. So we just knew that if we had the opportunity, we could come back and, and, and win the game. And that, that's, it's good you bring up the, the no huddle. I, I was going to ask about that. I've been thinking about this for weeks. Um, and not to say that this team, this year's team has no talent, and obviously the 2010 team was not that case either. But when, when thinking about you know predicting what's going to happen this year, Auburn's kind of around the six or seven win mark. People are just throwing that number out there without really even thinking about it, I think. They're just thinking, oh, they won three games last year. They're going to be better this year, so it'll be about six or seven. But, you know, what I think is, especially with Malzahn's offense, the thing about it is it's fast, it gets the defense tired, and, and it's all over the place all the time. But the main thing it does is it levels the playing field. You know, if you've got an awesome defense and they're spread out all over the field, obviously, you know, you know about way more about this than I do. But obviously, to me, it seems like, you know, it's creating space. It's like the spread. It's not the spread, but it's like the spread. And it's creating space, and you're getting one-on-ones, and you're getting two-on-ones and all that kind of stuff. And so that fact alone makes me think, you know, maybe the talent isn't exactly where we want it to be. Maybe it's not national championship uh, talent. Maybe it is. I, I, you know, Homer me thinks it is. But to 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 real football analysts, they're thinking, you know, this team only won three games last year. They obviously aren't that great. But to me, you put that offense on the field. I mean, look at Ole Miss. They went from from Ole Miss winning four games to putting in Malzahn's offense basically last year, and should have beaten LSU, gave Alabama trouble, should have should have beaten Texas A and M, beat Auburn. That, I mean, I just feel like that offense is built to level the playing field. It doesn't matter if you've got superstars. If it's one-on-one, you've got a better shot. It, whether you're, you know, whether you got a Heisman contender or you got, you know, just a regular Joe. I mean, is that, am I right in that assessment? It just, that's what, how I look at it. Yeah. 
They're right. I mean, Ole Miss, <clears throat> stuff they do, I mean, football these days is played in the open field. And you definitely want to get one-on-ones in everything that you do. And, and uh, the game has just really changed. Uh, Coach Freeze and Coach Malzahn are really good friends. And, and uh, there's a lot of similarities in the offense. And uh, I think that the way Ole Miss played last year just kind of showed, just like you're talking about, that if you get people out in space, it makes it really tough. Um, especially with the skill players they have. So if you got good skill and you can play out in space, that's what you want to do. Yeah, I mean, I, I just feel like that alone, I mean, that's what showed uh, in 2009. I mean, Malzahn's first year, Chiswick's first year. I mean, it, we, it went from the 2018, which obviously has a lot of parallels to last year. You know, right. didn't, didn't perform near what we wanted. And then the next year you bring in Malzahn and those same players – are, are kind of you know do it or we're able to win eight games and almost beat Alabama. So, um, so I don't know. I just feel like expectations. Yes, I know you see it. You you know it, and I, I know I can't. I'm not going to ask you inside details of what's going on in practice and on all that. Uh, but you know, I just feel like if you put mix miles on with the talent that we have from past recruiting classes, you know, I feel like Auburn getting a smaller. A, a worse rap than they should be, but we'll see. Um, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it is what it is. Everybody can say what they want to say, but um, you know, it'll all work out. Yeah, I think so. I mean, we'll go over the we can go over the schedule in a, in a future one, but it feels like you know we can do something at LSU. The the first half of the season would is, is going to be uh, manageable. It's just that second half. <laughs> yeah, I'm just worried about. Week one. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> All right, well, uh, I, I, I guess that'll wrap, up, wrap it up. Um, again, thanks for being on. This is, this is hope, hopefully Auburn's opener goes a little bit better than, than me hosting my first podcast ever uh, tonight. <laughs> and uh, like the season, it will get better as we go along. Yep. Um, but, yeah, thanks again for being on. And uh, if if time allows, we'll do it again next week. Sounds good, man. All right. Thanks, Cody. All right. Thank you.